it's there's two people living one life and mm-hmm. and we're together and that's it together it'll happen you'll you'll be together god willing and you better have a sense of humor take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate a dream of transforming relationships as we know it and 20 years later we give you power couple dr ray and jean ketkodian and this is their podcast couples synergy welcome back to another episode of couples synergy with dr ray and jean i'm dr ray and i'm jean and this is our podcast about love marriage and relationships Check us out online at couplesynergy.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences with working with thousands of couples for over 15 years. You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's relationship, and we've often wished that others could hear what it's really like, the struggles, the celebrations, and the everyday challenges. Because we know we are more similar than different. And so we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories. People like today's guest, Sue and Marvin. Hello and welcome to our podcast show. Thank Hello. you. Thank you very much Bye. for being on the on the on the podcast. And you guys are we're doing this remotely. You guys are down in Florida. Correct. What yeah. part of what part of Florida again? Daytona Beach. Daytona Beach. What's the temperature down there? 64 right now. Nice. Yeah, I think it's 24. Oh, no, we won't even think about it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And Sue and Marvin are my first in-laws. These are Alex's grandparents. Welcome. How old are you guys? I'm 79. And I'm 83. 83. And can you tell us the story of how you met? I was picked up. (laughs) <laughs> I went with my, my girlfriend the night before Columbus Day to a Jewish community center where they in were Albany Park, Illinois. in Albany Park, where they were told, you'll meet a lot of boys. And that's where we went. We went there. Uh, I met Marvin. And how old were you? I was 13. Wow. 14. 14. 14. And, and how old were you, Marvin? <laughs> It was 1950. It was right after his 18, his 17th birthday. 50, 55. No, it was way before 55. It was, you were, Marvin was born in, it was 50. 1953. That's what it was. Yes, right. 1953. In which anniversary did you guys just celebrate? High school. Uh-huh. Spent yeah. the summer in South Haven, Michigan, and then came back. Joined the Army. And that's when I met Sue on uh, whatever holiday. October 11th. Columbus 19th. Day or something. It was the night before Columbus Day, which was a holiday for most schools. Anyway, I, you won't even know what I'm talking about, but. I used to go on Monday nights to the Jewish Community Center because how I earned money was I sold parlay cards. And parlay cards, you don't even know what they were. This was before the Internet, and these were college and pro football games, baseball games, 
printed up by members of uh, an exclusive club. An exclusive club that lived in Melrose <laughs> Park, Illinois. <laughs> what did you first think about oh, Suwanee Matter? It was for real. Not that being 17, 18 years old at the time that everything was everything was not real. This seemed to be real. What and was it about her that you were attracted to? Just everything. Whatever it was, <laughs> was there. That's the way it was. I, I met her. Nothing how I felt changed, except, you know, both of us were not adults. We were children, and we really fought a lot about a lot of things <laughs> that meant nothing. Okay. How about you, Sue? All of each other. Well, and what, what, what was it that attracted you to him? Well, first of all, you have to picture this. He weighed 137 pounds. He, he had, and the thing about him is he had a head full of curly, blondish hair. And um, he just had a great sense of humor. He was very funny. And he was not anything like any of the boys that I ever went out with before. I was a nerd. <laughs> so did you guys go on a date back then? Yeah, yeah I was only, I, I entered the army about uh, four months after I met her. But during that time, we probably saw each other a couple of times. A few times. And, and, and uh, he would he would come to my house. And pick me up, and I don't remember what you drove. Drove my father's. Well, <laughs> a couple of times he came to the house on public transportation, and my father, who had met him, thought he was my father. He was the first boy my father ever met that I went out with that he loved. He just loved him. He found he really. Didn't, he let him use his car. <laughs> That's a lot of trust. <laughs> yes. yes, it was. Now, anyway, Marv, yeah. how, how many years did you serve? And and thank you for your service, by the way. I was uh, in the Army for three years. About six, seven months after I enlisted, I quit college to go into the Army. I was tired of school. I went in the Army because of Eventually, I knew I was going to get drafted. Mm -hmm. There was a war going on in Korea. I decided to uh, enlist in the Army because I knew I could make it through without getting kicked out. Or the Marines, I didn't think I could handle because <laughs> I didn't think I could handle physically what you had to do to get through it. But the Army, I knew I could, I could handle. And I didn't swim very well, so... The, the Navy, Navy was, was out. The Navy was out. <laughs> so did you both keep in touch while... while I, I served three years and uh, was in Korea for about 16 months. The rest of my time in service was at Fort Benjamin Harrison in the Finance Corps. Okay. Indianapolis. Uh, and what kind of communication did you guys have while you were overseas? Oh, my God. Every day, a letter back and forth. It, it got ruined in a in a flood in a flood. It was in my mom's basement. We each wrote every, every single day, day for sixteen months. Wow! 
Well, and then when you were in Fort Benjamin, Harrison, too, for almost three years worth of letters between him and uh, all of them. I don't think I have any of them left. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. It didn't happen. It was going to be one of us was going to get shot. (laughs) (laughs) It had to happen. Yes. And when I was 16, Marvin asked me to marry him. And my by by that time, my father had passed away, and my mother said, "Fine." So we got engaged when I was sixteen. Wow! And yeah. was most of the interaction prior to you being sixteen through mail? Yes. Wow. Well, because he was in the army, mm-hmm. right? And I did go out with other guys. They were all nerds. My father. <laughs> ill and passed away but he absolutely loved Marvin. Marvin was the only boy I ever went out with that he really liked. Marvin has now, even to this day, um, a fabulous sense of humor. As a result, he makes people laugh and he made me laugh. So (laughs) all the time. Marvin, can you talk about how you decided to get engaged and how did you do that? I discussed it with my father and my uncle, who had contacts with some jewelers that uh, were were people that he knew. I went out and bought a ring. I knew that she would accept it (laughs) because it was foregone. I bought a one carat at the time. I thought. And where the hell was going to pay for it? But but I bought a one carat diamond ring, and I still, of course, have it. You want to see it? Yeah, <laughs> you have it. Okay, let me go get it. Okay, and, uh, oh. we went downtown. My uncle and I went to a jeweler in the Mallers building on Wabash Avenue. I bought a ring. The rest is uh, my you... grandson. That was. <laughs> Did you take her out for dinner? Oh, everything. Did you I mean, ask her family? She, there are some, you know, I mean, not that I've become such from a, such a religious Jewish family, but we, we celebrated Hanukkah, not Christmas. And the first time that I went to her house was in between even though I met her in September, first week of September, first time I went to her house on a date was well was between sorry. Christmas and Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and into this house of a family named Friedman, <laughs> Jews from the West Side of Chicago, had a goddamn Christmas tree in their house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, look at that. I didn't didn't realize what I was getting into at the time (laughs) until until that was our first meeting. I mean, that I met the family, met, you know, met them. They had a Christmas tree in their branch. (laughs) What'd you think you were getting into? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You didn't know because. But by the time. I left before, because Kanika was afterwards, or before. 
No, the you left. You left in, in, uh, in August. The, in, no, no, no. I'm talking about when I went in the army. In, in, so this was before. Oh yeah, but when, then you and then you went to to uh, camp Leonard Wood, uh, Fort Leonard Wood. But we um, started our writing things every day, and I was in touch with her. It was. That was our communication. It was a different world then. How long was your engagement? Well, from 16 when we got engaged till um, we got married in 1957. So I went in the Army uh, January of 54. And I got out January of 57. And we were married in October, October of 58. 57. 57. Right. We got married in 50. That's right. Michael was born in 50. Michael was born on our first anniversary. Who said I love well, you first? I probably did. Yeah, he, he was he <laughs> was much more emotional than I was. I was kind of, hmm, I don't know. I kept thinking about it, but I, I and don't truthfully, think I... And truthfully, I'm going to say probably, and I'm going to say positively, it was me between the two of us that we did that we waited oh, yeah. for our, our, I was in, our, 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 our intimacy That's what he's saying. until we were married. <laughs> Would you believe I was a virgin bride? Yes. I I it wasn't my idea. I, and and how long how how many years have you guys been married? Sixty one. Sixty one years. How how has intimacy lasted over all those sixty one years? Well, the, the last couple of years I've been in pain, so it's been kind of hard. But there's never any lack of intimacy; it's always there. It's you're, you're kind of like part of each other. It, it's not you. You know, you watch the movies. You know, where there people try to. Oh, this is this is one life. There's yes, there's two people living one life, and, mm -hmm. and we're together, and that's it, together. And okay. it wasn't always that way. Would you say the first no. 20 years no, were the no, hardest? No, no. <laughs> first 20 years were the hardest? I, I, I probably took until about age 30 or 31. It was longer than that. Until I grew up. No, he was more like 40 or 41. But that's okay. It what, didn't matter. What, what were some things that you needed to grow up about? Money. Oh, yeah. well, it's just regular things like responsibility, things that you you kind of take for granted when you see your parents uh, behave this way, but you never gave it much thought, like paying the mortgage on time. And going out and blowing all the money so you don't pay the mortgage. I had a have to go to your daddy and say, Dad, I, I need money a, to pay the mortgage. I had a gambling problem. Yes. Mm. It, it so disappeared. Was that was that some of the harder times? Where where some people would go have a talk with somebody professionally and, and try uh, found my own solution to solve my gambling problem. I bought a book by Charles Gorin, How to Play Bridge. And we both learned. And we both learned how to play bridge. And at the end of any chapter, there was a 
quiz and we quizzed each other on it and this and that. I became a life master very shortly after thereafter because that instead of gambling, I played bridge. We found that we couldn't play too well together. together. And it wasn't him, it was me. I wanted to throw the cards at him. Just <laughs> <laughs> We stopped playing together and that sort of so, so you found a, a healthier alternative then in bridge. Oh, absolutely! Right, I, you know, I did that on my own. So, bef- uh, before you did that, was that uh, a difficult period of time for for oh, the two, yeah. between oh, yeah. the two of you? Oh yes, very difficult. And I is this when your kids were I young? Had, I, I remember to talk. I had my mother. I said, "I'm smart enough to know that." I would probably, you would probably say to me, uh, you need some help and to talk to somebody. And I was smart enough to know that there's a, there's got to be a different solution that I can do something to, and I won because reading that book, it covered everything from the excitement of saying something and it's like, that's like doing a bet, and yet it costs nothing. Mm-hmm. And I can, it, it covers my head that I know I'm smart enough to learn this game. Mm-hmm. And it proved to be a fact. Um, I, one, one thing that I f- found out how come he, we didn't have any money, whenever I, he was in charge of paying the bills, and he was in charge of all, all the money, and when I wanted to go shopping to buy a dress or to buy shoes, I had a fight with him to get the money to do it. And it was, it wasn't because, I mean, we weren't poor, but we sure weren't rich. We just didn't have the money. And I wanted to know why, because he was making a pretty, you know, decent mm-hmm. living. And that's when I found out. And that was probably... I think it was probably after Paul was born. So that was a while ago. That was our major problem when we were first, I would say the first 10 years, that was the first problem. We're, we're very stable because although I'm 83 and I have only one or two friends left from hundreds that I had. And that's just life. That's that's all that's left. At the time, we had a very, very large social life. And oh, when we lived in Chicago, Libertyville, wherever. And on, on a different note, I remember when she and Paul were were an item, and. When I took Paul and I escaped to Florida, yes. oh God, I, 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 it was one of those times, Paul must have been, oh, maybe, what, five, six years old. So you and have two children, Paul and Michael. Michael was born a year after we got married. Mm-hmm. Paul was born five, four and a half, well, five and a half years after Michael. He was born in 64 two years before you were born. And I took Paul when he was about five or six years old. And I came down, my floor, my family lived in Florida and I escaped with him to Florida. I left Michael on his own because do you Michael re- knew how to handle him. I didn't. Do you remember why you left? 
Uh, he knew why I left. I, it was money. Uh, uh, for That was our major problem. We never had a problem with families. Our families, I love, I love his family. They are, I, I had the world's greatest mother-in-law. She was, she was my friend and I miss her terribly. And I could never send him packing because then she would have had the responsibility of taking care of him, him. And I couldn't do that to her. I just couldn't. I really, I love that woman. She was the greatest. And they were, so, they were in Florida and so was your family. Right. They were all in mm-hmm. Florida and my sister. So you left him so, in the cold Chicago. I left him in Chicago. And what happened oh. after that? We came to Daytona. My sister had a house here. Even though she lived in Miami, she had a house here. We stayed here for, what, about three weeks, and then he finally came down to get us. I think that was the last time that we had a a really, well, maybe there were a few other instances when I tried to murder him, but aside from those... Well, it wasn't, you know. See, obvious. normal couples fight. That's what we tell people. <laughs> I, I the last time actually, I I think was after Alec was born. Alec was at our house when we lived in Libertyville, and Marvin was there with his pal Stan. They were playing backgammon. Backgammon. Oh, actually, it was not. Paul was in college, so it wasn't Alec. It was before Alec was born, and Paul left the house and he was grounded and I said to Marvin why did you let him leave he said how did I know that he was leaving so I took they were drinking wild turkey liqueur do you know what that is Mm -hmm. oh yeah they're good stuff and I took the (laughs) bottle and I smashed it over his head oh wow yeah I don't think there was anything left in the box and truthfully I didn't feel a thing. Oh, no. They had, all, they had finished the bottle. Because the bottle was empty. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You would have felt more if it was full. <laughs> yeah. So that was the last time. And my friend Stan. Yeah. This was this was quite a few years after we said, I'm leaving. I'm going home. <laughs> I have never seen somebody get hit over the head and with a bottle. <laughs> and he left. That was the did he did he check if you had a pulse first? That was that was uh, over forty years ago. Wow! So I would have to say that that was the only instance in in maybe the last forty five years that I I got really upset with him. Since that time, it's been kind of clear sailing, and and it's been. Whatever problems that we have, it was because of the kids. Whatever problems the kids created, those were our problems. And when we saw that at that time we were living in Libertyville, and we saw at that time that our family, our our parents were getting very old. We were both running a business together, and we couldn't keep going back and forth and back and forth. Each of us from, you know, uh, to take care of them. And so we decided to sell out and move to Miami. And that was 25 years ago. Yeah. And and was that right when you became empty nesters? 
Well, we have been. However, that changed considerably because I believe Paul moved in and, of course, Jeannie and Paul and Alec were, were moved in uh, for a while. Then when Jeannie and Paul split, Paul moved back in the house. I figured the only way we were ever going to get rid of him was to move and leave him, find himself wherever. True story. (laughs) That was also a very interesting story. Our first meeting with... uh, Oh, when we found out... turned out to be very close friends of ours. With her her parents. Jeannie, with Joyce and, and Henry. Paul said, said we're going to have a dinner with Jeannie's parents. Yeah, and because said, there were decisions said, to be made. They weren't married. They were both very young. Uh, Joyce and, and I Henry was very hesitant. Were um, was terrific. I really, at this point in my life, I mean, to spend a couple of hours, you know, having dinner and. Well, anyway, it I was didn't think I had anything, it was anything in common. So I was but 20. I was 20. Paul was 22. Two. And I was pregnant. Turns out we yeah. turned out never. Did you already know I was pregnant when we were going to all meet? A, any yeah. type of holiday. Yeah. Any type uh, we of have. holiday. Wonderful time. At their house or our house or our friend's house. Including after the kids were divorced, we didn't stop. It was Um, incredible. Because we never missed. We found out. Do you remember? We never missed holiday. Mm -hmm. Either in our house or any of our friend's houses or by them. Mm -hmm. Yes. In the house, on the house on that street. What what, what was it like for you meeting them? What was it like? What was that day like for you guys? Um, First of all, your mother was somebody that I had known all my life. It was that was my feeling for your mother. She was the most, she is one of the most least judgmental, easiest person to get along with. She still sends me a birthday card. She she forgets nothing. Never. It was. Absolute comfort at from beginning to always, really. Mm-hmm. Anybody that fights with your mother, there's got to be something wrong with them. Right. You do know that, right? <laughs> right. There, there's the, she's the best. Anyway, and Henry, Henry reminded me of Marvin, only a, a little bit different version. But they were very, the similarities were much greater than the differences. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really. That's how we got along. This one was the parley cards. Anyway, <laughs> they, they, we just. They both say what's on their mind. They, you know. Together. It mm-hmm. was just, I don't think there was ever any dissension between the four of us, ever. There wasn't. It was all just comfortable. Never, never, ever not. And I miss, I miss your father. Yeah. Especially Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I I was able to meet him. And I think that's wonderful. And I I I'm, I remember being with you and him together. And mm-hmm. he really liked you. He really did. 
he was so pleased with you and I was like, oh God, thank God. He was so happy. Right. What was it like for you guys to become grandparents? Oh my God, are you kidding? It was the coming of the Christ child. It was was the best thing. It's something I had looked forward to all my life. We had the, what was that thing called? The bassinet that was an antique when we got it. And it had uh, uh, Paul and Michael and all the kids of all my friends lived in it. And we had that all already. We made, you know, a whole thing. And I remember when I invited Marvin's family over for Hanukkah, I I made the fun. I never did that before. And Alec was there. It was his first. I mean, he was, what, two weeks old? He well, he was born that. December 13th, so right. maybe not right. even two weeks. It, it, was, yeah. and it was late. They all came over, and I introduced them to Alec. You know, and uh, and you, you get, you were there. Mm-hmm. How, was, how old were you when Alec when was born? Not forty nine when mm-hmm. Alec was born. Mm-hmm. Marvin was fifty two. It was just he he was the light of our life and still is. You just don't ever wait. You'll see. It'll be wonderful. Wait. By the way, the, the guy to digress for one second. What year is your other one? In? He's a oh, junior. He's, he's twenty. He's twenty years old. No, no. I mean, what year is he in? He's he's in school. Junior in college. Junior. 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 He's yeah, twenty years old. Because the school. The school. I mean, he's been on television. Yeah. For, he's going to be in the Rose Bowl the, parade. Is he, is yeah. he a cadet there or not? He is. He is a cadet. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he's yes. in the cavalry. He rides the horses in the right. And he's going to be in the Rose Bowl parade. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Alec and Dean are 10 years apart. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was it like um, to be young grandparents? We weren't so young. Uh, our close friends were grandparents 10 years. No. Yeah, because we had boys. They had girls. Girls got married younger than had kids. Yeah. I, yeah, it was no. We and they're a little grand- bit older than than your kids. Their kids were older than yeah, your kids. Yeah, not 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 at all. It, we were. It was concurrent. Um, Alec was the uh, between Marsha and Karen and 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 myself. Alec was. They were all born in nineteen fifty seven. Uh, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, we have that all picture with all of them on the couch. So, yeah, right. They were all born in eighty seven. One in August, one in September, and Alec in December. So the kids were all that age. And then when Alec was, what, two months old? A little over two months old. Marvin, he had a massive coronary. And Paul would bring Alec to the hospital when uh, you were there. Mm-hmm. When, you know, with, when he was recovering. I smoked. Probably two packs of Marlboros a day and, and three Marlboros. <laughs> three cigars, which he inhaled. I inhaled them. Wow. I, God knows. And my, my attitude always, always was I'm, Wasn't I really delicious. enjoy smoking and I'm going to smoke until I can't. And if I can't, I won't. And I gave it up 
like it was not like it never happened. That's well, true. Not drinking, I mean, however, of course. The booze. And and <laughs> I gave up and I know how hard it is because and I had a salesman working for me who had cancer and was in the hospital and smoked a cigarette through this trach in his throat. Oh, because he couldn't give up the goddamn smoking. Right. And I gave it up like, you know, I I would rather talk about Alec when he was little. <laughs> but that was 31 years ago. So that is very impressive that right. you were able to change all your bad habits. And smoking wasn't the only one. There was a lot of <laughs> good Jewish food well, the, the that, tur that turned into cardboard. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh. And all along, throughout all these years, of course, I was perfect. I was the perfect mother, the perfect wife, the perfect everything. Nothing is wrong with me. So I could judge. I could make a judgment. Uh, Marv, you're, you're kind of nodding your head. Is that an no, agreement? No, it, was, <laughs> no, it was a good match. Yeah. It, it worked I, out. It, it worked out listen, well. The only thing I can say is after all this time, first I want to tell you about Alec. Alec and I had this thing. When he did something that was really good, I would give him a star. And for every star, we would take a trip to Toys R Us. Now, mind you, it wasn't for Alec. It was for me. That definitely was my favorite place to be. I loved it. I just, it's not there anymore. And Alec and I mourned it when, when it happened. I, anyhow, we would go to Toys R Us. And he was able to pick out, you know, anything within reason. And and we did this for years, for maybe about the first six years, wherever we were, or seven or eight years. And then, and he would go all over the store. But after about three or four years, he was Joyce's grandson, not mine. And he would march straight to the clearance aisle. <laughs> and we would pick something out at the clearance aisle. <laughs> we need <laughs> to remind him of that. <laughs> three things. <laughs> you know, ba yeah. back then, you guys, he was five years old when you guys moved to Florida. Yeah, and right. as you know, I was going to school and raising him. And he was looking at, you know, all day long of summer camp and then some type of babysitter at night. And so the alternative was he came down and stayed with you guys for 10 weeks every summer oh, while I was in was, school. That was wonderful. Yeah. Are you kidding? It was my joy. Marvin, we had the best time. And my sister, oh my mm -hmm. God. We just, we had so much fun with him. And that was just the first time he came down two, three, uh, maybe four times for the summer. And then, of course, he got older. And he could only come for two weeks, and I could get him for a week, and I couldn't. You know, it was, but yeah. We, yeah, we, he, his life got busier at some point, and yeah, I think that's when I, I finished I, school I mean, and yeah. Ray came into my life. So I didn't have as big of a need, but you guys were so instrumental in, in helping me raise him when I was a single parent. and It was our joy. Are you kidding? But, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because, you know, your son and mm -hmm. me are divorced and we've always kind of seamlessly just had a stretched family where, you know, oh, you yeah. guys would be there, Ray's parents would be there, 
my parents would be there, whoever, you know, and, and oh, it was always, family. yeah. Mm-hmm. Better. Mm-hmm. Well, we yeah. often run into clients who don't have that support. And so it's really difficult or they have a lot of conflict within the family, right? And the blended family doesn't really work as well. Well, jo- Joyce and Henry and Marvin and I made a lot of decisions. I, I don't separate. know about you in particular because I relate more to to you than I do to Jeannie. But I never was an angel as a kid. Marvin. But always in the back of my mind, and it's just a real truth, always in the back of my mind, if I do this, what will my mother think? Mm. If I get caught. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I get caught. <laughs> what what is my mother gonna say to me? Right. And you know, it's like a credo that I lived with for my life. What would my parents think? And and I don't care they call it guilt to call it whatever whatever it was, it's a great credo. Yes, it is. And I have to tell you, my mom's been dead for 17 years. And I swear to God, she is on my shoulder. I know when she's saying, don't you dare. I know it. I can feel it. Well, I I think this is, this is, I I think these credos, this is a really good, you know, segue to the next question, because you guys are the couple that has been married the longest that we have interviewed. And we really want to know what is, what's your advice to couples today? You know, some of the younger couples getting together. Keep laughing. Laughing. Just keep laughing. Because you have, you guys, it'll happen. You'll, You'll be together, God willing. And. You better have a sense of humor because <laughs> when fucking age creeps up on you and you start, you wake up in the morning and you say, the hell is that on my foot? It never, I can't, I can't step down on my heel. Like every day, every day when, you, when it starts when you're in your seventies <laughs> and something is going to happen and you wake up. I never felt that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're seeing it now. And you know what? It doesn't go away. <laughs> That's the thing. That's one of the things. Okay, it's another thing. But I'm still with. here, although I'm taking pills. Uh, up the gazoo. <laughs> up the gazoo. I'm taking, you know, the stuff they talk about from jellyfish, you know, <laughs> so that your mind doesn't go fast. Okay, I'm taking that. Although I can't play bridge anymore because my memory, my short-term memory, I can't remember the cards. Well, without that, you can't play bridge. You have to remember all 52 cards. Believe me, he played with plenty of people that couldn't remember the cards. At any rate, about two years ago, when I go quarterly for blood tests and at the doctor's, said to me, it was the first I ever heard of it, looking over your history, uh, I understand you play bridge. And I said at the time, I just don't know for how much longer I'm going to be able to play because 
I can't remember the goddamn cards anymore. Whereas when you play bridge, the whole thing is you got to remember right. all 52 cards. Subtract the four cards that and, are... And yet you can play chess or jackers. I can play backgammon. I can play all the games I used to gamble. I can play them all because they're instantaneous and you don't have to and, have and memory. You, you look the at the table yes, yes. and you know right. what yeah. the next move is. Right. But the game like gin rummy that you have to remember what cards are. I can't can't do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I can still do crosshair puzzles. And I granted, if I wasn't on this medication, I probably wouldn't be able to. But I can still. It, it's called Donna Pencil. Donna Pencil. No, that's the name. <laughs> it's pretty close anyway. Anyway, that's, it's been good. It's been fine. You really, but those are the things you got to laugh about. Sure, Mm -hmm. because if you don't do that, it's not a great life. Right. Um, There, there's so many things that change. When now we have the privilege of watching our parents grow old. My parents were in their nineties, and they were in Mm -hmm. relatively perfect health when they died. My mother was the only one that had a problem. When she was 89, she fell. She didn't live too much longer after that. It was about two years. But uh, my aunt was 98, and my in-laws were both 98 when they died. So we had the privilege of watching them grow old. We know that you have to acclimate to to everything. It's like when a baby is born, how every day they do something new and it's so exciting and then they talk and they they stand up and they turn over. Well, with us, it's just the opposite. One morning you wake up with a leg pain, one morning it hurts in your rear, one morning it hurts here, and you develop all these sounds that you make that you cannot imagine. And you can't, you can if you if you and bodily functions. It still works, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, but if you don't do that, you're going to lose your mind, right? You right. can't you can't find things wrong. You have to find things and you got to right. laugh about it, right? And you got to laugh about it. If you don't it. laugh about it, you're it's over, right? Is that what helped you guys get through the the difficult times? Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, aside from the fact that he's afraid of me, that I might murder him in his sleep. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> guess, I guess that he, helps. <laughs> yeah, you know, he still goes for a walk every day. To I still walk, walk a mile every day. That's wonderful. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are, are, are still very active. Not, I can't walk as fast as I used to, but I still walk a mile. I do plenty for my whatever I can do. Mm-hmm. And today I went to the doctor to get a pain in my rear. I mean, to get a shot, and it turned out that I couldn't do it because my blood pressure was too high, Mm. so I have to go back in four days. Mm. We'll see. In the meantime, you you live with it because you really have no choice. I want to live. I want to be here. I want to see what's going to happen, and so does he. We both do. So you just make the best of it, and it's it's better than you think it is. It really is. It's it's good. Everything is good. We we love it here, and we're very happy. I have my sister. Okay. 
It's time for my nip. Yeah. Okay. Well, last just last wrap question. Up. What is okay. it that your partner does that you know they love you? I'm still here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, truth, truthfully, <laughs> expectations as you get older are very small. Yes, they're much more realistic. Yeah. Very realistic. <laughs> and again, you laugh about it because, you know, it what is choice do you have? <laughs> yes. So you find something good. And, you, and you, I know you guys are social animals. Mm-hmm. And you guys should live and be well. But that also goes, well, yeah, they're goes this take, way. Well, no, but now they're... No, no, I'm, no, no. Uh, when we were your age, we were in our... our glory. Days. Glory. Mm-hmm. This is when I had every one of my friends from high school that we... Our crowd was... Terrific. And we, we all played and, bridge. And, we all did this. We all did that. We, we took vacations together. It was like the fourth season. every minute, oh. and we celebrated every time we could, and had a wonderful time, and we knew that we were having a good time. Yeah. We knew. We appreciated it, and, and we really did. And we can't, don't see each other anymore. Yeah, because half of us are dead. Right. I know. Yeah, see them. So, so as your social circle starts to diminish, oh, you have to, you have to really yeah, enjoy your partner. Is, right. is, is, is us and my right. sister and my brother-in-law. Sure. Well, and so, whenever the kids come, it's like you know, joy. It's my, my, from my Michael's two boys are coming in for Christmas. For Christmas. Nice, wonderful. But we'll have the two boys with us for for a week. Yeah, that's that'll be fun. Sue and Mar, we really want to thank you for being on the podcast today. We really, really are, are oh, grateful and, you know, just really thank you so much for being on it. Okay. It was our pleasure. Are you kidding? We Your family, kiddo. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. Okay. Get some sleep. You got another yeah. 15 years yeah. in you. I don't sleep. Love you. So long. We'll see you. <laughs> And for all of you out there listening to Couple Synergy, if you have any questions or topic suggestions, please feel free to leave a comment or look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your life. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.